Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading comes from Job, the 19th chapter. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead, they were engraved in rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the last, he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh, I shall see God whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends, why do we go to funerals? Yes, why are we here this day? In this place, at this time, why do we go to funerals? Well, many people in our day and age will give a variety of answers to why we go to funerals. Some say that we are here to show honor and remember a person's past significance. Others will say that we are here to help the family members. Yes, the family members begin the process of grief, to be here alongside of them, to help them learn to say goodbye. Perhaps we go to funerals to accept that reality of death, to take a long, hard look at the darkness of death. Now, while many of these motives are well-intentioned, they all, unfortunately, miss the main, yes, the main reason why we go to funerals. You see, we are here this day for one reason and one reason alone. And that reason is this. Our Redeemer, yes, our Redeemer lives. Yes, we are here for the main reason, and that reason is, is that Christ Jesus is alive. But what does that have to do with our brother Chuck? Indeed, what does that news of Christ being alive have to do with our brother Chuck? Well, dear friends, it is like this. The fact that Jesus is alive has everything to do with Chuck, and it has everything to do with you too. Permit me an opportunity to explain we hear from today's Old Testament scripture reading from the book of Job that at the last day, Jesus will stand upon the grave of Job to raise him up out of the grave to newness of life. Now keep in mind though, that this is not some half-baked reincarnation where Job's soul will come back into an animal or Job's soul will come back into a different body. The Lord's raising of Job from the grave is not Job becoming also a floating ethereal, wispy spirit that bounces around on the clouds of heaven. Now that kind of stuff is complete nonsense. It's the kind of babble that makes up sci-fi movies. But rather what we hear in that Old Testament reading is that those in Christ, like Job and like Chuck, 
they will have a complete and total resurrection of the body. It will be a complete resurrection of Chuck as we have known him and seen him to be, but also with an added blessing, it will be a resurrection without sin and without death. Indeed, without sin and death, the effects of death. Mark this, my friends, Chuck will not be forgotten in the dust and the ashes, but will be raised from the grave, imperishable, because Jesus lives. The Lord desires the very best for Chuck by giving him a body without death, a perfect, renewed body. Listen closely. Indeed, lean forward and hear these words. The grave, it will burst forth. Chuck's body and soul will reunite and Chuck will be free from sickness and free from pain, free from sadness and the flaws of life and fear itself. And so today we gather here in this church to hear the bold promises of our Redeemer, to hear the words of Scripture, to hear and know that Jesus lives. And because Jesus is alive, we gather in this church to hear the tremendous promise that Jesus will not forget Chuck or you in death. We gather here to hold to the Lord's promises against all appearances that even though Chuck will lie in dust and ashes, that he will be raised at the last day when that trumpet will sound. So while we may come to a funeral to remember a person's past significance, we must remember even more their present and future significance that a person's soul goes to be with Jesus in paradise only to be reunited with their renewed body at the resurrection of the dead. Dear friends, death does not end a person's significance before the Lord. The Lord holds all of his sheep. He never lets his sheep go, but he tucks their bodies into the grave as if to sleep for a moment. And at that right time, the trumpet will sound, the body will be raised all together with the soul at the very end. And while we come to funerals to help a family process grief and say goodbye, we know that the Christian's grief is different from the grief of the world. It is different than the grief of a pagan. You see, our sadness is a sadness of being apart from a loved one only for a time. It is not a sadness of thinking that we'll never see a person ever again. And so we never truly say goodbye. We know in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that we'll all be changed at some point when Christ comes for us again. And while we come to a funeral to accept the reality of death, we must understand the true reality with death, and that is this, that death has been swallowed up by victory in Christ. There is a reality of death, and that reality is that death has been defeated in Christ. Christ has the victory. He is stronger than death. Remember the words of the Apostle Paul that we read in our epistle reading? These are words that he actually taunts death. He says this, Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? In a way, our gathering here today is not only to express our grief and our love and our support for Chuck and the family, but it is a gathering here this day to confess boldly, boldly together in the face of sin, in the face of death, and in the face of the devil himself, that our Redeemer lives. 
Actually, we can do more than just confess, my friends. We can taunt sin, we can taunt death and the devil as the Apostle Paul did. Yes, because our Redeemer lives, we can insult and taunt death itself. Oh, death, (laughs) where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? You see, with our grief in one hand and the promises of God in the other, we are here together this day to hear, to believe, to confess the reality that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, Chuck will also walk in newness of life when he is resurrected at that last day. And as Chuck awaits the resurrection of his body, we have comfort even still. Chuck is a newness of life brighter than we can imagine. Jesus is his protection and his comfort. All the accusations of the law are gone. They're left behind. No shadows of death. No deep valley of pain. No threats but life unimpaired in the arms of Jesus' rest for him. Dear friends, this is most certainly true for Chuck. And here is the good news for us this day. It is most certainly true for each and every one of you. Indeed, it is true for each and every one of you this day. For your Redeemer, his name is Christ Jesus, lives this day for you. It is all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. Jesus who is for Chuck in life and death Jesus is Chuck's life, his death, and his future resurrection. Indeed, Christ has prepared the resurrection for Chuck by vacating that tomb himself. Glory be to you, O Christ. My friends, the Redeemer lives. He lives for Chuck. He lives for you. That is our sure and certain hope this day. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forevermore. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.